Hello and good morning. How are you doing today, Carmen? <laughs> good morning, Errol. I'm well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, listen to your energy. It sounds like you're about to play a joke on me. It's, it's the British version, right? Having me on. I guess what I mean. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. It's so funny you bring that up because, you know, it, being in radio, I've always been uh, taught that we're not talking to people. We're talking with people. You're having a conversation. You're not. And, and so that's interesting that you bring that up. And I love that side of your heart. When it comes to storytelling or story sharing, let's put it that way. How is it that you're able to receive these stories and turn them into basically a street speak um, attitude of today? Because you know how today is. It is just filled with so much judgment. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? I'm old. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, right. But, you know, boo. So what I see is I, I spend my life, really, this is true, trawling through old tomes, T-O-M-E-S, old books, old anthologies, collections of stories. I probably have 2,000 books that are um, all folklore, fairy tale, myths, and legends. And no, I have not read them all, but I've read many, many, most of them, I would say. And um, I'm always looking for books that, um, that seem like they would take children to either a fun place, a wise place, or a place of safety. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It, it it does because I do want to know I, I, I have I openly I admit I there's something that I'm missing in this story and I felt like I needed to talk with you to find out what is it that I'm missing in this because it reminds me so much of the, the, the woman that swallowed the fly I guess she's going to die so therefore she eats the cat and then she eats this and she eats that what what is the story of Karina alright so it's called a cumulative tale and Stop your calls. We have a winner. Thank you for playing. All right, Arrow. First of all, that's exactly what it is. You put your finger on it. Uh, a cumulative story builds on itself. It's also, this is the house that Jack built. Yeah. This is the grain inside there and so forth. All right. So children, oh, these are called, these are um, mnemonic. They're, they're meant to um, help children with memory. So they were told so that you would learn how to remember. Because remember, we used to read, I say remember, uh-huh. We used to learn by rote, by memory. You had to memorize everything. When I was a kid, 5,000 years ago, when the stones were soft, mind you. But <laughs> so throughout history, human beings have used memory. So these, those kinds of stories. Now, this particular question, but what does it mean? So this story is found in, in India, in Denmark, in, in so many places throughout the world. Uh, my father is Cuban, was, you know, I'm Cuban. Um, he told me a version of it when I was a child. Each country takes the, fa- the folk tale or fairy tale that comes to them and they adapt it to their culture. Oh, wow. Does that make sense? So, wow. so there's a Chinese Cinderella. There's an Egyptian Cinderella. It's called Rhodopis and the Gilded Sandal. There is a Native American Cinderella. Uh, I think it's called Ashface. So each culture takes the story and puts on the clothes of that culture. Why did I choose this one? Well, for two things. One, because I love that particular um, frame there's also a circular frame there, there are many like you know you, you end up where you started like if you give him out a cookie he's going to want a glass of milk and then you end up again by giving him at the end giving him a cookie and then you start all over again mm. so but for cumulative stories um it sometimes doesn't matter how it ends like the old woman who swallowed a fly mm-hmm. right it doesn't matter so much that uh, perhaps she'll die it's actually kind of horrid but many children's early picture books were pretty Pretty awful, actually. Uh, but but there were hard times. You know, if you had to kill a chicken, a six-year-old may be sent out to the yard to do it. Mm-hmm. So those were harder times. We've softened many of these stories. Mm-hmm. This story is about 
two things, I think. This is just my opinion. Everybody takes what they think they see in a fairy tale or a folk tale. I think it's about being really wary about who you invite to dinner when you're a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number one. Number two, it's to not underestimate the power of small, clever things. Mm, mm. Because in the end, it's two very small things who use not strength but strategy mm-hmm. in order to teach the cat a lesson and release the prisoners, as it were. <laughs> great story, isn't it? Really, when you when you unpack it, it's a great story. You open up my heart to to look at it in a way of going. Wait a second here, Karina. Actually, she she was challenged, or the cat was challenged in a way. But she didn't let that stand in the way. I'm going to go where I need to go, but you're not going to get in my way. I will hold our time together. But the thing, the thing is, is that I'm I'm not going to let me be weighed down by this moment that that really kind of could have weighed me down. You know what I mean? Well, that's an interesting take. I hadn't thought of it that way, honestly. Yeah, I see her more as a ravenous, ravenous creature. And yes, she is very much. You know, I'm not. You get out of my way. But you know. She, she tends to, into the story, I have to think about that. That's interesting. What I read was that, that Karina, you know, we all have a life that's, that's filled with people that tend to get in the way and we'll sit down and we'll go, well, I'm not going any further. But Karina teaches people that, no, keep moving. You're still going to hold on to that moment, but just keep moving. Well, that's interesting. And I never stand speaking of in the way of different persons, a person's different interpretation mm-hmm. of a story because I, I find really curious things. That's not mine. I find her as pretty horrid, actually. Um, not so much that she won't back down because I love that in a character. But when I do that in a book, it's generally a small character who is very powerless and will not back down. She is, she is big, she's pushy, she's ravenous. And it doesn't matter that she's he, she, they, what does it, it doesn't matter. She's a character. And her character will simply have what she will have end of, no matter, like you said, no matter who stands in her way. That's not my favorite kind of character. Mm-hmm. But, but then you have all these people who are basically imprisoned, right? Because she didn't just get her way. Other people were sacrificed yeah. in order for her to get her way. And that's something for children to think about. Yeah, you got what you wanted, but who paid? Oh, my God. Now, there's a lesson right there. Right there. And that's where these little crabs. Yeah, that, that's, that's a heart opener. Well, <laughs> darling. Well, if you look back over the book, you'll also see that the little crabs are always, almost always, in the illustrations in the background, hidden somewhere, watching. Uh, it makes me think of Monsters Inc. What was her name? Watch, <laughs> watching, always watching. <laughs> you have that paperwork. <laughs> so I see them as they, to me they're the characters that are often kind of quiet, whether in an office setting, in a school, in a in a neighborhood, in, um, you know, whatever, in, a situ- in any situation where something is, bad is happening, and they're, they're thinking, they're, they're, they're observers and they're, they're strategizers, you know, they're, 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 they're a little bit, uh, they're not, they know they can't possibly take on this creature, but they're thinking, they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And because there are two of them, and this is, I remember, I work in metaphor, so these are my thoughts, that doesn't mean you have to think this way, but as the writer, to me, they formed an alliance. We're stronger together yep. as an alliance, you know, when we have others. And, um, and, you know, and the book was dedicated to um, a, a young group of very wonderful uh, pacifists, you know, nonviolent uh, young Cubans who are in, in the island now trying to exact some democratic change. Mm-hmm. 
And um, that's what it's dedicated to. And so, you know, if you want, if you want to see a metaphor there, eh, maybe it's there, maybe it isn't. So, little, so, then, I to say? so then when, when the people are or the things inside uh, Karina are set free, do you see that as human lives being set free in Cuba? Well, that was a direct question. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how, how shall I say this? A girl can dream. Oh, God, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you, too. Oh, man. I love you, too. All right, this has been great. Oh, my gosh. Ten minutes with you is not enough. We need to we need to get together and have a real conversation because I do love where your heart is, and I just I just love how, how you're taking things because I would love to get your interpretation of London Bridges because when I found out that it was about oh. dark times, too, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, the plague. Yeah, we, we need to talk sometime just about stories. That'd be lovely. Oh. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, my goodness, you're a doll. You be brilliant today, okay? Oh, you tell me. All right, well, same to you. Done. You've done it.